0: and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here and we pray that you get something powerful from today's sermon. Awesome. Thank you, Sarah, for that introduction. You know, it was awesome, as as Sarah was sharing, you know, it's just such a good reminder that that God is with us, Christ is with us, the Holy Spirit is with us. You know, it's it's something that we can quite easily sort of skim over, you know, but that's the truth. Every step that we take in our life, the Holy Spirit is with us, guiding us and teaching us. Amen? That's a big encouragement, yeah? I think it is anyway. Well, good morning. I hope you've all had a fantastic week. I um. It's funny, as Sarah was speaking about the kids' morning, they're all in their PJs. We have two girls, they're both in their PJs this morning, and I'm just thinking, you know, as you said, not that the kids have just rolled out of bed, I'm I'm sort of in the back of my mind going, yeah, I feel like ours have maybe just rolled out of bed, (laughs) and we've just sent them off to church. It's like, what a golden opportunity. I don't think they'll ever come around again. (laughs) No, no, they brushed their teeth at least, I think, so. Awesome, well. Before I kick off, I actually want to just uh, mention, you know, Sarah obviously shared communion this morning, did a fantastic job, and, and it was an incredible message. James Waterman was on to do communion this morning, and I had planned to sort of stir him because I knew I was on the same morning, but so he's actually not here today, and I just wanted to give a shout out because I know he's, he's actually preparing for surgery this morning, I believe. Is that correct, Amanda? So he's busted his shoulder. I was on a bike ride with him a couple of weeks ago and uh, I was able to witness quite an incredible front flip, which at the time was not as sort of... not, Not funny, but not something you could joke about as you can kind of reflect on it now, but... I'll tell you what, he, he made it look quite impressive, but um, you know I'm sure he'll hate this, but I just wanted to say, mate, we're thinking of you and praying of you. I um, hope it's a quick recovery, so I'd encourage you to do the same. Just, just keep him in your prayers today um, as he goes through that surgery. Um, well, we're in week three of our series, which is entitled The In-Between. So if you've been here the last couple of weeks, you would know where we're sort of going with this. So where we're exploring our experience of life and what that ought to look like in the space between uh, coming to know Christ and ultimately being reunited with Him in eternity. See, as believers, the way which we conduct ourselves each and every day matters a lot to God. And it's up to us to choose whether we're going to be passive in our response to the freedom which has been presented to us through Christ, or whether we're going to choose to actively pursue a relationship with our Creator, with the desire to have our character shaped by Him in every aspect of our lives. And so, as a framework for this series, we're walking through First Peter chapter one, verses three to twenty-five. And over the past couple of weeks, we've heard um, the references to verses three to thirteen. And if you're joining us for your first week this week, I'd encourage you go back and listen to the last two. Uh, messages. So, uh, Sarah preached the first week, Trent spoke last week, and it's just an awesome encouragement, both messages, on just unpacking what that in-between is is like, you know. How are we to conduct ourselves? What challenges do we face? And both were just incredibly encouraging messages as to what that space can look like, because it's the journey that we're all on, having accepted Christ in our lives. And so, this week, I have the privilege of sharing from verse 14, so it's just one verse small verse. And it says this, it says First Peter uh, chapter, sorry, First Peter chapter 1 verse 14. It says, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. So i read it again. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. So earlier on in this chapter, Peter writes about the gift of salvation which is given to us, a gift that can never perish, can never spoil, and can never fade. So it's a living hope, yeah? And yet for us as believers, having accepted this gift, the desires which come from within us are actually examined under a new light as we no longer live in ignorance, as the verse suggests. You know, I was, I was kind of thinking of an example of this um, to kind of illustrate what that looks like. And as I said, we've got two young daughters. So Tora, both extremely active kids. They love playing together. They love arguing and, and fighting with each other at the moment. But Tora is six and Evie is three. And it's not uncommon in our household at the moment that Tora will come running up to me and she'll be quite upset about something or other. She'll run up and just be saying, Dad, Dad, Dad. And I'll be thinking, okay, what's, what's going on here? She's either fallen or Evie's done something. And so quite often it's the latter. She'll come running over. She goes, Dad, 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 Evie stole this thing off me and pushed me and ran off. And I'm thinking, okay, well, we've seen this a few times. I know what to do now. We'll walk in there. But Tor is quite upset by this, obviously. And so I'll grab her hand. We'll walk on into Evie's room. And there's Evie just playing happy as can be on her bed with this toy that she's stolen off Tora and pushed her aside and and run off into her room. And Tora's here going, see, see? Anyway, as I go and speak to Evie, I'll say, Evie, did you push Tora and take this toy off her? And without even sort of breaking what she's doing, she'll look up for a moment and go, yep. (laughs) And she'll go back to what she's doing. And then obviously I've got to sit down and explain, well, hang on, this isn't the right thing to do, da-da-da-da-da, and she'll get in trouble for that, obviously. Now, two completely different perspectives. Tora, on one hand, quite upset. Evie, not even phased. Now, the main reason is because Tora is a little bit older than her. She's got a little bit more life experience, all those three years. And, um, but to her, she understands that this isn't right. You know, she's got a different level of understanding to Evie. And so Evie, in that scenario, is essentially living in ignorance, if you like, in that scenario. Because she doesn't understand. She hasn't been shown that this isn't a good thing to do. Whereas Torah has. You see, I think the same is true for us as we walk the journey of faith. Before we accept Christ and begin a relationship with Him, there's elements of our life, our desires, if you like, which don't produce good good fruit. And yet we still engage in these certain activities. But once we accept Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit into our lives, we are called to let go of those evil desires and learn to walk in truth and freedom as we draw closer to Christ. So essentially what we're going to be exploring this morning is resisting temptation, who finds it challenging when temptation comes? <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one, but my hand is, is raised very high. You know, it's kind of challenging because as I was preparing this through the week, I'm like scrolling through and then this thing comes up about church service this morning. It's like we're going to have a morning tea with croissants and donuts and free coffees. And I'm like, I'm speaking about temptation. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to run. I'm trying to get more active. and But don't please take in those donuts and and. <laughs> They will be delicious. Um, anyway, I'll keep going. You see, temptation from the Greek can also be translated into testing or tested. And so for me, I help, that helps me just frame it in my mind. You know, there's things that we're going to face in life, these temptations that are, are there to, to take us off our path effectively. So testing or tested is another translation of that. See, temptation is all around us. And the challenge for us is how do we ensure we're not conforming to those evil desires lurking within? It's challenging. So James chapter 1, verses 13 and 14 says this, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted, or tested, when he is lured and enticed by his own Desire. You see, temptation is sneaky. Temptation hides the truth and often presents opportunities that appear harmless on the surface, but the cost is always greater than what we think. There are some things which are easier to discern and put boundaries in place to avoid. You know, even from a cultural and societal perspective, there are things which are obviously bad and not accepted pretty broadly. But there are also things which sit right on the border of right and wrong, which culture sort of says, yeah, that's not so bad or that's kind of not such a big deal or that's, that's okay, I think. And so the challenge for us as believers is, is, firstly, how do we discern what is and isn't acceptable? Now, that can be a challenge, especially in nowadays, you know, in the age that we live in now. And then, how do we ensure that we don't conform to those evil desires. It's a challenge. So this morning, I'd just like to share a couple of thoughts on how we can be better prepared when we're faced with temptation in our lives. Because as it says in those verses in James, it's a matter of when we face temptation, not if. You see, it's when, not if. The reality is, life is going to throw stuff at us. You know, we're going to be challenged, we're going to be tempted, we're going to be tested to go in different directions. And so, that's, that's a, a given, right? And so we can't avoid that. The choice is what we do when we're presented with that. Yeah? But before that, I'm just going to quickly pray, hey? So why don't you just bow your heads with me or if you're at home. Father, I thank you. I thank you this morning. I thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, which is there to guide us. And Lord, as we unpack this this morning, I just pray for open hearts and for open ears. Lord, I pray that you just speak to each of us where we're at individually, encourage us, and help us to just draw closer to you. And Father, I just pray that, that we can encourage one another uh, in this area, and as we continue in our week, that it can be, um, we can constantly be just drawing closer to you and being encouraged and equipped by you as well. In your mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, well, firstly, so as I mentioned before, there's, there's kind of these two challenges, if you like. There's discerning what's right, what we ought to do, and there's resisting. So firstly, let me just touch on discernment for a moment because I think, I know for me, this can be quite a challenge and it might be for you guys as well. I was thinking this, through this uh, during the week and that although we live in an age where on one hand... We've never been more informed, yeah? Like there's so much information, there's so much access to just content information that, that we can draw from. And yet at the same time, we've never been more misinformed for that same reason. That's, it's a real challenge at times. It can be so difficult to develop a strong conviction on something or even just a basic perspective of a situation. When we're confronted with a mixture of fact, opinions, as well as just straight-out lies. (laughs) And so there's a bit of a minefield to navigate sometimes on pretty much any topic you can table, right? (laughs) And so how we navigate this is something that I believe we should all be considering and reflecting on in our own lives. Something I know is really important for me, that I have to keep in check is essentially the balance between external inputs and internal revelation. External inputs, internal revelation. You see, we all have the same amount of time in each day. And it's our choice what we choose to put into our hearts and into our minds during that time. You know, the scripture also talks about guarding our hearts. I think that's that's a good example of just how important it is You know what we choose to let in. You know it's not something we should just take for granted or just not prepare for. It's really important. See, external input always has its place, and some sources of information are far better than others. I'm sure we can all agree on that. Unfortunately, if you're here this morning, I this may be extremely shocking to you, but. You know, Instagram and and Twitter, I have neither of those accounts, unfortunately, but Instagram and Twitter are not necessarily the best places to get very accurate information. (laughs) It's mind-blowing, isn't it? Absolutely (laughs) mind-blowing. There's a bunch more that... I, I have Facebook, actually. There's a bunch more that I don't even know exist, right? And unfortunately, it's not a great source of information. Wise counsel, on the other hand, is always valuable. But as a believer... I actually don't think anything can take the place of the Holy Spirit's prompting and teaching in our lives. And so spending time seeking and sitting in God's presence and understanding his word can't be neglected. You know, I mentioned before that we all have the same amount of time during the day, in each in each day. That time with God, that, that personal time cannot be neglected, you know, and it It takes fighting sometimes, you know, because there's things that are just trying to steal that time and our attention. There's constantly things that are trying to press in. And so it's important to get that balance right. So John chapter 16, verses 12 to 15, there'll be a couple of scriptures that I'll I'll read through this morning. This is Jesus speaking of the Holy Spirit. He says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. You see, when the lines are blurred between right and wrong, I believe the best thing for us to do is to seek God deeply for ourselves and to encourage others to do the same. Seek God for ourselves, encourage others to do the same. You know, your salvation, your faith walk is no one else's. It's yours. It's no one else's job to, to grow that and to build that. It's yours. And in terms of encouraging others to do the same, I think, again, just want to really encourage. At times, it can feel really tempting to just share an opinion or to speak out something when actually the best thing for that person is to just encourage them to press into God because he has what that person needs. You know, there's definitely times for encouragement and and speaking words, and I'm not saying don't do that. But I'm just saying we do have to be conscious of of what we are leading other people in. Does that make sense? Because we'll be held to account for that effectively. Cool, everyone still with me? Fantastic. All right. So that's a discernment part. Hopefully there was some encouragement in that. I think back to the temptation, you know, like I said, it's something that all of us are going to have to face daily. For me, it's, it's daily, <laughs> weekly. There's always something, right, trying to, trying to pull me off path. And so what are some things that we can do practically to help us to just be able to resist temptation? It can be a challenge, The first point I have is this, I think we ought to all examine ourselves. We should really get a lay of the land, and I mean really examine ourselves. Understand what makes us tick. Matthew 26, verse 41, this is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says to his disciples, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, at the end of the day, none of us is perfect. Yeah, we can all agree on that. (laughs) I don't think any of us are perfect, although some are perfect. Katie's perfect. Um, Did that that work? She's looking at me like, (laughs) doesn't work. (laughs) Um, I tried, thank you. Points for trying. No, none of us are perfect, yeah, at the end of the day. One thing that we all have in common is that we're all sinners saved by the grace of God. And living a rich and fulfilled life isn't only a matter of success or failure in our actions, but it's rather a matter of relationship and reverence to God, first and foremost. You see, we're always going to make mistakes, and God knows that. But he, can, he cares more about our heart, our relationship with him, reverence to him, because ultimately that can um, influence actions, if you like. And so that's, that's far more important at the end of the day. We can do things for the sake of doing things, but if our heart is in the right place, our actions will flow out of that. In Romans chapter 7, I'm just going to quickly read from verse 14, and I'm sure we've probably all read this several times. It says, we know that the law is spiritual. This is Paul speaking. But I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that God, uh, for I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. And so there, I think, it's just another reference of us, it's clear that we're not perfect, you know? That scripture, I can relate to that so often, yeah? I'm sure others can as well. (laughs) Just a quick one as I'm reading through. I don't know about you, but you read that. It sounds like the setup for some sort of riddle or challenge, like how many do's were in that passage? Do, do, do anyway. I I have to really focus when I read that one. Um, okay, we're getting off topic. So so none of us is perfect, right? And so this being the case, I believe we should be real about the fact that we have flaws. Yeah? I think that's a good start. We have weaknesses. I think that's fair. And that we need to be honest with ourselves about that. See, temptation isn't a case of one size fits all. It will look different for each of us. You see, for some, it might be just one more episode, just one more scroll on socials, just one more post, just one more click. Or for others, it might be, I'll just sleep in a little longer, I'll just have one more drink. Just one more trip to Maccas. This will be the last time, I swear. <laughs> I'll just stay a little later. Oh, that's not my responsibility, or I'll deal with that tomorrow. You see, there's all of there's all these things that are specific to us. And this might sound confronting, and trust me, I'm speaking to myself here as well. I'm not meaning to come across that way. But it's important that we consider what we spend our time on, and sometimes the best place to start is to understand where our weak points are and when we are vulnerable. And so how do we do that? How do we find out where our weaknesses are? How do we get to know ourselves a little better? Well, a good place that I start is just trying to ask questions. You know, you might ask yourself, when am I most vulnerable to temptation? Where am I most vulnerable in terms of places? When am I most tired physically and mentally? I think that's a really important one because energy levels can have a huge impact on how we respond to temptation. Do I get distracted easily? Am I spending too much time on my devices? How do I manage my time? Am I allowing time for myself? I think that's actually a really important one, to be honest, because it might sound selfish, (laughs) In one way, but are we allowing time for ourselves? Am I letting my mind rest? Do I have my eating under control? Am I getting enough sleep? Do I stay up too late? Are my relationships healthy? Am I accountable to anyone? You see, these questions might seem simple and for some they might seem really heavy. But one thing is for sure, the enemy will use whatever is hidden to hold us back. And so although it might seem a bit heavy, so to speak, this morning, I'm trying not to be, the truth is the enemy is going to use it. You see, he'll hold whatever is hidden, use whatever is hidden to hold us back and keep us from coming to God with open arms. So my encouragement to you this morning is to look within. Be honest with yourself about where your vulnerabilities are and bring them to God. Don't allow the enemy to use them against you. You see, now more than ever, with so many inputs like we were talking about, vying for our attention, I honestly do believe that making time to look within, bless you, and to evaluate ourselves is such an important part of life, more than ever before. And as uncomfortable as it might be at times, you know, asking yourself these questions, if you ever sit there and just really be honest with yourself, it can be uncomfortable. (laughs) It can be really awkward. But as uncomfortable as it can be at times, it allows us to be better informed and to be able to put plans in place so that we can live a fulfilling life which God deeply desires for each of us. He does. He doesn't want to be living apart from Him. He wants us to be close He wants us to be intimate with Him. He wants us to know Him. And so the next point that I want to touch on is to make a plan. This is something I'm not actually very good at. So for me, making a plan can be a challenge. I've got to sit down. I've got to focus for an extended period of time. That can be challenging. Um, But make a plan. Once we understand ourselves a little better, we can make a plan and set some boundaries. You see, no matter how big or small our temptation may be, having a plan for what we're going to do and how we're going to live our lives is always a good idea, yeah? It could be a plan to get into the Word more often or to break a bad habit or to be more active or to eat better. Whatever it is, having a plan always helps. You know, who knows that once you make a plan or you set a goal on something, that's when it gets the hardest, yeah? <laughs> it's like once you set a direction, once you s- you start walking in a certain path in your faith, that's when things get challenging. You know, the enemy doesn't want that. That's the truth. And so we have to be realistic with the fact that we're going to cop stuff because our progress is not what the enemy wants. <clears throat> you know, for me... I like being active, and it sort of goes in waves. But when I'm like, all right, I'm going to set a plan. I'm going to run. I'm going to run three times a week. I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and run. And 5 a.m. rolls around. (laughs) And then the bed has never been more comfortable. (laughs) The pillow has never been so soft and warm. (laughs) It's got that little contour in it that just hugs the neck. It's like i never even noticed that before, but suddenly it's there. Oh, the memory foam. its You know, who who can relate to that? Surely I'm not the only one. These things, we're going to be faced with challenges, and we're going to have to learn how to overcome them. But you see, what having a plan can do, it can actually help us focus on a longer-term benefit and a longer-term achievement. You see, temptation will always offer some sort of immediate or short-term gratification, which usually comes when things get tough or when we are at our weakest. But having a plan or a goal in place can help us to resist because we can focus on a longer-term benefit, which we know is far greater. Ultimately, the best plan we can have is to draw closer to God and make it a priority because his promise is that he will draw closer to us. You see, at the end of the day, it's actually conviction and revelation that's going to help us stay the course. As much as willpower can kind of, you know, help us so far, if you're anything like me, when I get tired, willpower goes out the window, right? Right? But it's conviction and revelation that's deep in your spirit that can actually help you just get through that next little season, you know. And so make a plan. That's the next encouragement. The next one, which I think is super, super important, is to be accountable to one another, you know. Have a buddy. We are in a church community, and I think the the strongest benefit that we have is that we're actually... All believers, we accept Christ in our life, and we actually get to be in each other's company every single week. That's pretty cool, yeah? And so, that's something we ought to really use, make the most of, talk to each other, share our struggles. You know, sometimes certain settings may not be the right place to, to share things, but in all honesty, when you, if you're comfortable to do so, I could, couldn't encourage you more. Speak, talk to each other. Galatians 6, chapter 1 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. See, as the body of Christ and as a community, we should be encouraging one another and helping each other continue to grow in our faith. The thing we often have to fight hardest against, though, is our pride and our shame. Our pride and our shame. You see, sin separates us from God. And often, because of our own sin and shame, we pull away from God and from those around us out of fear of being rejected or disowned. And yet God, in his grace and mercy, wants only to be in intimate relationship with us. And he's always there with open arms. See, pride, on the other hand, can cause us to think we can tackle life all on our own. And that we don't need to share our struggles with one another. But both pride and shame will never bring us to a place of wholeness and intimacy with God. So even though it might feel uncomfortable, my encouragement to you this morning is to find someone that you can share your challenges with. It could be uncomfortable, it might not be a big deal, even if it's just small. It's better to start there to get in that habit of just being able to share things with each other. If it's something big that you're challenging, that that you're challenged that you're presented with, I encourage you, you know, seek professional help if that's what you need. You know, there's no shame, there's no weakness in that. In fact, it actually shows more courage to do that than to not do that. Yeah? And so do that if that's, if that's needed. But ultimately, I think being accountable to people, you know, God knows that we're meant to be in relationship with each other. I, think, I love that saying. I think it's like a burden shared is a burden halved, yeah? I think that holds true, definitely. Have you ever shared something with someone that you've just been struggling with? I know I have. And it just like, oh, like the weight just lifts off, Yeah. I think that's how we ought to live all our life. Share things, share things that we're struggling with. The last point I want to share, and I'll wrap up pretty quickly after this is to run with perseverance, draw hope from God. First Corinthians 10, chapter 13 says, "No temptation has overtaken you, except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. I don't know about you, but that's an incredibly encouraging scripture. You see, he knows that we're going to be tested, but he's not leaving us on our own when, that, when those tests and temptation comes. He's right there beside us. He's fighting with us and fighting for us. Because he knows we can overcome it and we can endure. And so, when we're faced with temptation, always remember that God is in our corner, fighting for us. As challenging as it may be, facing temptation and testing can actually provide an opportunity to build perseverance, and in doing so, build our faith. You know, it can be easy to to have a negative view on on temptation. And look, it's not there for our gain. It's not there to try and lead us to something good but what it actually does is present us an opportunity to endure and to build faith at the same time. James chapter 1 verse 2 says, Consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters when you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may, may be mature and complete not lacking anything. You know, for me, that's, that's what I would just love to chase after. You see, the fact that Christ gave His Son to give us a full life and an opportunity to seek Him and to live in fullness is extraordinary. <laughs> and hearing these two passages of, of Scripture... I just find it a massive encouragement, you know? Because what he's saying is, look, testing, trials, temptation, it's all going to come. And we don't actually have to be scared or worried is probably not the right word. Yes, we ought to be real about the fact that it's not a good thing. But he's also given us strength to endure, strength to persevere with him, That's extraordinary. Because you see, enduring is actually for our benefit. Persevering is actually something that produces good character in us. So I hope this morning you've been challenged, but mainly encouraged. Encouraged to keep pressing into God each and every day. Keep taking steps towards Him, no matter how small they may seem. You know, we serve an incredible God who loves us and just remember that nothing can separate us from God's love for us. And so quickly, those things again, examine ourselves. You know, take time, set time aside to just really examine your heart. Examine, get to know yourself really, really, really well. I encourage you, it's a powerful thing. Make a plan. You know, once you know where your shortcomings are, be real about them. Don't, don't be shame, shameful about them. It's okay. None of us are perfect. But plan for your weaknesses. You know, I don't know if anyone's, probably not the best analogy, but it's the one that's fresh in my mind. If anyone follows like mixed martial arts or boxing, right? I do, <laughs> as you can tell. Um, you know, if you're going into battle, it's all good and well to have strengths and to have really good strengths and know what they are. But if you have weaknesses and don't know what they are, they're going to be exploited. That's the other person's job, is to actually find your weaknesses and exploit them. That's that's effectively what it is. And so making a plan, get to know yourself, get to know your weaknesses. Be accountable to one another. And the last one, run with perseverance. Run with perseverance. So finally, just let me leave you with this verse from 1st Timothy chapter 6 it says but you man of God flee from all this and pursue righteousness godliness faith love endurance and gentleness fight the good fight of faith let me just pray father I thank you this morning I thank you that you're always with us I thank you that your heart is for us And Lord, I just pray that that as we go through the next week, the next months, Father, that as we're presented with challenges and trials and testing and temptation, Father, I just pray that you can just build that heart of endurance and perseverance inside of us. Help us to seek out others if that's what's needed to, to help us to just get through. And Father, help us set aside time to look within, to assess, to evaluate, because ultimately Lord we want to draw closer to you we want to take steps each and every day to become more like you we thank you Lord that you never leave us that you never forsake us you're always by our side and so I just pray for each and everyone in this room everyone online that, that might be watching as well we thank you for in your mighty name everybody said Amen Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online, including our service times and live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time.